On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we are talking about what a healthy ministry can look like in your life. We're going to be talking about the seven marks of a healthy ministry. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. Uh, I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, I'm joined with Dace Clifton, a pastor in West Texas. Dace, how are you today? West Texas? Well, I, I'm doing great, but just just for clarity. Is that, that where you're at, or you, do you prefer no, Central Texas? No, 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 no. Definitely Central Texas. West Texas is where tumbleweeds are. There are actually trees where, where I live. It's very similar to the Garden of Eden, if you take it in comparison to other parts, other states, particularly those that are the north of the state of Texas. I thought everything west of DFW, uh, and I don't know what that highway is, but the one that runs through Austin, I thought everything west of that highway is considered West Texas. Is that not true? That is, no, that's not true. No, West Texas would be the little, the little thing that comes out there on the far left-hand side of the state. There's like a little dipper type thing there and that's the technical term for it that is that little that area over there is west texas and you know that's a a, a type of the area that's it it, it is des- it's actually chihuahuan desert if you're curious uh i actually really like that area believe it or not i did a little bit of hunting out there this past year but we won't go into that and uh yeah it is uh it is dry it is desolate but there are also mountains and uh beautiful sunrise beautiful sunset very dry climate but that is not the way most of Texas is. In fact, Eastern Texas is filled with pine trees. And I know people don't believe that, but it's true. And then West Texas is uh, the morning sunrise. If I can just hit Amarillo by morning. <laughs> do you have a question over there? Okay. Yes, Kyle. I absolutely do have a question. And I want to know what's one thing that you do to stay healthy. And I'm not talking about your spiritual health and that, you know, I just, you know, Hey, do you, I mean, are you like a, Sweet, you know, only one packet of sweet and low. Do you, you know, decaf coffee? Tell me something you do. Days, days, days. Come on. Uh, we're on a Zoom call. You can recognize the fact that I am not the epitome of health, but I will tell you one thing I've done to uh, increase my health over the, uh, the last couple weeks, we'll just say. Uh, I've gotten really into playing pickleball. Have you ever heard of pickleball? I have never heard of pickleball. And let me just say that that sounds like a game that you play with a shuffleboard or on a cruise with people that are in their 80s. Okay, so yeah, let's do this. Why don't you describe what pickleball is, who you think typically plays it. Uh, for those of us uh, who do know what pickleball is, uh, this is going to be really entertaining. And if not, uh, I'll fill you in afterwards. So Dace, um, explain to me, how many people play pickleball? Where is it played? What's the scoring like? All of that. Well, there's no question. It's it's got to be played by people that are wearing pastel shorts and and you know and 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 button up shirts and and probably some like doc I don't know some like uh, boat shoes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm picturing you know something with Florida, you know, a lot of pastels, boat shoe boat shoes, something similar to a shuffleboard court. Okay, um, you know, possibly one of the people that's playing it could be smoking a cigar while he's doing it. This is what I'm picturing. Maybe he's got a stick in his hand, which is similar to shuffleboard. 
and there's a little ball of some type that's being shuffled around from square to square. That's probably what pickleball is. So where does the word pickle come from? Well, people that are that age typically like pickles. I mean, that's pretty much a statement of fact. Okay. Well, um, you got maybe the demographic right on just a touch. Uh, but pickleball is really, uh, it's played kind of like tennis. It's, it's almost a mixture between uh, tennis and ping pong. It can be played uh, indoors and outdoors. And so it has a net, uh, like a tennis net going down the sides. And, and the court is probably less than half the size of a tennis court. And you play with a wiffle ball and then kind of like these racquetball type paddles and um it, it is a game traditionally played by uh people who would like a very slow pace game <laughs> that could not run all over the court uh like they can in tennis uh however uh me and some friends have uh picked it up and man i love it it is quite entertaining so it's played with a wiffle ball uh, i left that part out and i have no clue where uh pickle actually comes from i just feel like you operate in different social circles than i do and i and i think probably higher social circles you know i mean i i don't know i just i just I could be wrong. I do drink mineral water, but I don't know. You, you are absolutely wrong. I think part of it is uh, pickleball hasn't made it to West Texas yet. <laughs> well, if it has, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Since I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Grace, I don't even care about your uh, how you're staying healthy because uh, you're, you're running and you're the epitome of health and you quit drinking Dr. Pepper, man. Uh, props to you. I want to be like you uh, when I grow up one day. But, hey, we always start the Thriving in Ministry podcast with a verse of the day. Hey, Dace, do you got one for us today? You bet. It's Philippians 1.6. Paul writes, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I love this passage of scripture. It just reminds me of the progress, the trajectory that God leads us on as Christ followers. It's not a a stagnant uh, path that is, you know, going down and, and, and deeper into challenge or despair, although there may be challenges. But no, following Christ is exciting. Following Christ and being a Christian is, is, is a fantastic, it's a wonderful thing. And it doesn't mean that your life's going to be free from challenges. But what it does mean is that God is going to do his work in our lives and that work is going to be good. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. And it doesn't mean that we'll be able to avoid the difficulties that are so common in our world, but it does mean we serve a faithful God who is going to do things with his people, great things with his people, good things with his people, good things with your ministry as you just trust him, as you follow him, as you endeavor to be faithful. Yeah, Dace, absolutely. And so as we're sitting here talking about thriving in ministry, in particular with the seven marks of a healthy ministry, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about uh, what is it that makes pastors tick, that makes uh, church leaders say, hey, I want to be fulfilled or I feel that, uh, man, we are, are killing it right now. Can you share with me a couple of those marks that are are in your mind? We're going to do seven and uh, I think I'm going to throw you a curveball and I want all set of, seven of these to start with I am. Wow. I should have been more prepared for that. I am putting boundaries in place in my life, right? So like fences? Yes, like fences, absolutely. I mean, and, and this 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 list of seven characteristics, what we're talking about is we're talking about things 
in our lives that are these these marks of health. And I'll venture to say that every pastor, regardless of your ministry context, regardless of your size of church or ministry, these things need to be in place in your life. And we've talked in other episodes about boundaries, and you've got to have them, particularly with your time, because ministry will fill the space that you give it. And so you must have boundaries you must have fences in place that protect what is important. And the things that are important are your walk with God, your spouse, your family. If you do not protect those things, then the tyranny of the urgent, the demands of ministry, the pressing needs of other people will fill that space and those areas will not flourish. Well, Dace, I appreciate you sharing the need for boundaries. Uh, I'm going to come back with another point. So uh, I think one mark, another mark, the second mark of a healthy ministry is I am laughing. So uh, I get to work with churches and pastors uh, across different disciplines. And uh, really, I feel like there is something that happens. There's a joy uh, that comes from, or, or really laughing is the outflow of joy that is uh, within us. And it is a marker of ministry health. And now I'm not always talking about uh, the one guy who's just sitting in the front uh, office cracking jokes, uh, but I am talking about taking time out and enjoying what pastors get to do. Uh, listen, you have one of the best calling in the world, I feel like. And, uh, you know, one of the ways that it should manifest itself is with laughter. And Dace, we get to do that on the podcast. This is uh, fun for us. This is an investment we make to pour into pastors and church leaders. And so, yeah, we laugh. I think uh, one of the ways uh, that this is uh, healthy for us is it produces laughter. Kyle, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, joy is a fruit of God's Holy Spirit in our life. And, you know, sometimes in the ministry, there's going to be plenty of opportunity to uh, face off with the most serious things in life, the most difficult things in life. I mean, pastors are often called to deal in the most challenging and difficult circumstances that our planet you know, faces when someone takes their own life, when death or tragedy or accidents happen. And so to contrast that, we obviously handle those things and should handle those things with you know, a, a spirit-led graciousness and seriousness. But then also, we also understand that, that God has given us life and, and one of the, the gifts of life is the ability to experience joy and some levity. I mean, there's plenty of life that is pretty heavy. And so those those moments that we can laugh, that we can have a good time, that we can talk about crazy stuff, you know, uh, I think it's good. I think it's healthy. And I think it's a healthy mark of ministry. Ministry is important, but there are some ministry, there's, there's part of ministry, I think that there's elements that should be fun. I mean, I love what I do. I love to preach. I even love to prepare. I love to be with people. If I'm around someone who never laughs, who never has the ability to at least just see maybe the brighter side of life, you know, it's difficult. I don't understand that. So yeah, I think it's so important. Another mark of ministry health is that I am known by other people. And so I think it's so important uh, for ministry leaders to have other people in their life that genuinely know what's going on in their heart, 
genuinely know what the challenges they face, their struggles, their fears, their successes. And part of that, you know, there's a more common word for that is accountability. I don't know any, I don't have any statistics readily available, but I wonder how many pastors are regularly engaged in relationships where there's genuine accountability, transparent relationships, because it's easy as a pastor, even being a leader and a pastor, you can live in isolation and not be truly known. And I think that's a very dangerous thing. So other people need to know you. Yeah. And and so one of the ways that we are known is not just by friends, but um, I would say that I am uh, for the fourth point here that I am prioritizing my spouse. Uh, so for me, that means uh, and this is kind of just thriving in life. It doesn't even have to be um, one of the seven marks for a healthy ministry, but uh, maybe it's just one of the marks uh, for a healthy life is that uh, I am prioritizing my wife. And that means uh, I don't always do uh, what I want to do or what feels best for me. And so I would prefer to play pickleball seven days a week. Uh, <laughs> right now, I only get to play two or three days a day because I am prioritizing my wife. Good call. Yeah, definitely. And I and since I still have virtually no idea what pickleball is, you know, other than you, you did a good job explaining it, but I'm just, you know, the picture in my mind, I'm going to be doing some light Googling after our time today. I will film uh, part of my 630 game tomorrow morning and I will send it to you. <laughs> you know, do you wear like a, a sweatband on your around your head when you do this? I'm just curious. Uh, I do not, but uh, one guy does. Absolutely. And then also my dad plays with us and uh, he towels off um, just about after every point. And so, yeah, this is a lot more intense than I realized. I mean, a name like pickleball, you know, it doesn't sound extremely intense, but if you're toweling off, it's pretty serious. I get marks sometimes from getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. And Dace, uh, that is not one of our seven marks for a healthy ministry. Um, that was just uh, one of the marks left on my body from pickleball. <laughs> well, let me let me talk about some other marks on your body. If you're not prioritizing your, your, your marriage the way that you should, there's going to be some marks and they're not going to be good marks that are going to be left, right? And uh, so I think you you spoke well and wisely when you said your wife needs to know that she's a priority. My wife knows that she's a priority. You know, the best way to check this, I think, is to ask your wife, hey, you know, am I, am I, and it's just, it could be just as simple as this. I say, you know, out of all the priorities I have in life, you know, where do you feel I'm placing you? I mean, you know, that's a good question to ask your spouse. Out of all the priorities, you know, I have many priorities. Where do you feel that you fall into that? And that's, that's a, that's a to the point question. And hopefully the answer is, well, I feel like, you know, you're prioritizing our relationship or you're prioritizing and valuing me. Your, your spouse needs to feel valued by you. And I wish I could tell you how to make your spouse feel valued. We don't have time to do that on the podcast because your spouse is probably different than my spouse. You as you have to discover that, you know, some spouses like words of affirmation, other spouses like, you know, give, I mean, there's all types of things. And, and that's for you to discover, uh, but you better be doing it. That's for sure. Um, and she better know that she's priority. And Dace, I'll just share a quick personal story. Um, you know, my grandparents, uh, I can remember uh, this, this conversation that they recounted to us as family. You know, he was talking about when he was going, when my granddad was going to ask 
my grandmother to marry him. He just said, hey, I just want to let you know, uh, you're never going to be the priority in my life. And her head kind of tilted to the side. And uh, he just explained to her that his relationship with God would always be the number one priority uh, in his life. And her response uh, somewhat beautifully was, well, in that case, I would want to be number two. Um, and that really spoke uh, volumes to us as a family uh, about prioritization. And so he said, hey, you're always going to be number two, uh, but you're not going to be number one. That's that's the story from my personal life that really impacted me. Well, I think that's wise advice as well. I think the danger, though, is not with your grandparents, but with, with so many is the your spouse is not number two. They're not three. They're not four. They're, they're, they're way down there. They're below, pickle, they're below pickleball. They're below pickleball. And you know, the, the crazy thing is, is that, you know, I know even in my, my own life, in my own marriage, there was a period where I thought I was just killing it. I was doing awesome in my marriage. So I thought, you know, I'm like, wow, I'm working. I'm making good money. You know, we have a house. We purchased a house. I purchased, you know, a new car. And so, you know, the classic rookie mistake, you know, I think that I'm taking care of my wife by providing these material things. And while it was, and yet in the midst of that, she doesn't feel like a priority. She doesn't feel like a second priority next to God. She doesn't feel like a third or a fourth priority. Big mistake, rookie mistake. Well, another mark of ministry health is that I'm working hard. Um, There's really not a whole lot I'm going to say about this other than you need to work hard. I need to work hard. We were created to work, and so that means we need to be diligent. We need to embrace challenges. We need to push ourselves. I'm not talking totally about you know living off of monster energy drinks and 12 pots of coffee a day, right, and, and, and sleeping two hours a night. Yeah, I'm definitely not endorsing that. But what I am saying is you should work hard. There's a, there's a, there's a term, I think, maybe it's in the KJV, I'm not for sure. Work heartily, right? Work hard, you know, you know, put your hand to the task, right? Don't be lazy. The indictment that a, that a pastor is lazy is a very damaging indictment. And so if, if it's ever said about you or me that we're lazy, that, that hopefully that's, that, that should be unfounded. And so, yeah, we, we need to work hard. And I think it's a good thing. We need to rest well, but we, we definitely need to work hard. Completely agree, Dace. And uh, if you say that uh, one of the marks is that I am working hard, um, I would say that the sixth mark is that I'm having fun. So it is okay to laugh. It's okay to prioritize your wife. Um, It's okay to work hard. Uh, But I am having fun is really uh, another mark uh, for pastors that are, are listening today. Uh, to say, hey, are you having fun? And that's that's more than just like a fulfillment in the calling. That's like, no, this is actually fun. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time that ministry was fun for you? And that's a rhetorical question uh, for you, Dace. But like, when was the last time that this was fun? And I think it's okay to just step back and say, am I having fun? That doesn't mean I'm not taking it seriously, but is this uh, bringing enjoyment? Um, I absolutely think that uh, part of stewardship, and and that's what I get to talk about a lot, uh, one of the ways someone will say, hey, am I stewarding this well? Is I say, hey, does this bring you joy? And so um, joy 
equates can equate to laughter hand can equate to having fun so i think i am having fun is the sixth mark for a healthy ministry well and then let me just add to that if no part of ministry is fun to you you're either in the wrong calling or you've got another problem you're burned out that would be another way to say it. you're depleted and we've talked about that in other episodes and so i agree with you and and i'll answer that question when was the last time i had fun i the first you know <laughs> the first thing that popped in my mind actually and some people will enjoy this other people don't you know i'll tell you it's f- sermon preparation for me it's fun it's not fun for everybody but i love it it's fun for me to study to learn new things and to prepare to bring that and then to preach a sermon it's fun. You know, it, for me, you know, the the opportunity to share what I believe God has provided us and given us in his word and and to to proclaim that and with the with the desire that that and belief that God can use that through the power of the Holy Spirit to to make a real difference in people's lives. For me that's fun. Those are probably two of my favorite things really and every week as a pastor um, I get to experience at least two opportunities that are really fun. My sermon preparation and execution, right? I enjoy it. For other pastors, that may not be the, the thing that they think is fun. It might be counseling or something of that nature. I don't find that to be fun. And so it may be different. But yeah, there better be some part of ministry that you are indeed having fun if you're going to last. I'll end with this, Kyle. The very last mark of ministry is I am seeing growth. Now, that growth might not be uh, a bigger crowd. It might not be a huge financial increase, but there is some type of growth that you're seeing in ministry. And that might be uh, the growth of seeing people that you've been working with in a small group go deeper in God's word. That might be mentoring uh, a group of of men or ladies mentoring other ladies and getting them engaged in additional ministry. That might be a new ministry that's starting through your leadership or encouragement or you resourcing someone. There's all types of different growth. I think sometimes when we think about growth, we think numerics and we think finances, or we think of decisions on cards, right? You know, where someone, okay, they've check the box and, and, and ride and they've made a, a public profession. Hey, I love to see numerical growth. I love to see financial growth. I love to see, I mean, most of all, I mean, what's, it's so exciting to see people trust in Christ, but there are also additional uh, metrics, I think, uh, that we can see growth that can be tremendously healthy. One of the areas of growth in my own ministry that I'm thankful for is just over the past few years to see discipleship increase in our church. And that's something I've been was convicted about for quite some time, and to see more and more people engaged in that—not huge amounts of people, but but a portion of the body that's increasing—boy, it's really encouraged me. It's good growth. Well, Dace, I know that uh, growth and and seeing fruit is uh, sometimes what pastors focus on the most as one of the key marks for uh, their health and ministry. But I want to kind of wrap it up with this, which is uh, an analogy. And so it's kind of like uh, gardening, right? And so we're going to plant a seed, uh, then we're going to water it, and then we're going to have a harvest. So the planting would be, I am setting boundaries, right? And I'm prioritizing my spouse. The watering would be, I am known by people. I am working hard. I'm putting in the effort. And the harvest is I'm having fun. I am laughing and I'm seeing growth. And so uh, those are the seven marks for a healthy ministry. Wow. That's really good, Kyle. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I didn't notice it. Hey, I did that on the fly uh, while you were talking. I just scratched the notes. I yeah. know. I can't believe that. That it, it all fits together. I, you know, I think it's what's said on the A team. I love when a plan comes together. Well, as always, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Thriving Ministry Podcast. Today, as we shared with you the seven marks of a healthy ministry, uh, we just hope that you will let that sink in, that you will let it speak to you. And uh, as always, we would be just thrilled uh, if you could share this episode with someone else because uh, one, we think they need it, but also that just kind of helps us know uh, that we're producing content that uh, you like and that is beneficial to you. That's right. And if there's any future topic ideas you have, be sure to shoot us an email at thedailypastor at gmail.com. And remember, the ministry of Daily Pastor and the Thriving in Ministry podcast is to help you be encouraged in the ministry to stay in the fight so that you can thrive in ministry in the place that God's called you. God bless. See you soon. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a thriving in ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.